Hello everyone and welcome to Wolford Weekly, your weekly EastEnders podcast, where this week we'll be discussing the episodes released on the BBC in the UK from Monday the 7th to Friday the 11th of February 2022. Hope you're all well, I trust you are. Someone who's feeling much better than he was this time last week. It's Rob. Hello Rob. Hello, how are you? I'm VS. Much, much better than I was last week. I felt, I think I think it's fair to say, subhuman last week by the end of it. I really wasn't well. <laughs> I can't do it anymore, the hangovers. I tell you, as you get older, no don't way. get older, listeners. That's that's. If you take any lesson from Walford Weekly, just don't bother getting older. And just remain young, and just so you can party every night. And do you remember the days when we used to be able to, like, party till three o'clock in the morning and then get off of work at eight the next morning? And we, would, we were absolutely fine with it. Yeah. And we'd be fine by lunch time can't do that anymore no 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 <laughs> you need a whole two days to recover and even that's kind mm. of just pushing it to the, that's pushing to it. the very limit mm. i mean i i uh, i had a couple of glasses of wine a couple of days ago and i swear to god i couldn't get up past uh, before like seven o'clock <laughs> <laughs> like i've laid in bed just like eyes squinting red bloodshot See, i wondered um, what I wondered what time you were going to say there, and I knew it was going to be early, but you say 7 o'clock as though that's like, I could, you, could you not believe I couldn't get up past 7am? Honestly, I don't know. That's, seven, that's it up at 7 everyone by choice, Alex. That's not normal. No, it's not late. That's not normal. Up at 7am by choice. Well, I, for, for work, I have to get up at quarter past 6, and then I have to leave the house for 7. So, um, with, with where I am now at. So yeah, sorry. Am I upsetting you? <laughs> like, I can tell by your No, I, not at all. I'm not at all. I just think, I just don't know how anyone does that. I, I, I've never been an early riser. Never, ever been an early riser at all. I, no. About 10 o'clock is about a, a good time for me to get up. I'm happy with that. But, anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. Everyone, each to their own, each to their own. Uh, ben yeah, is a bit of a own. night owl. So he he kind of he like kind of does a bit of writing. Like when I've gone to bed at like ten, he's downstairs tapping the keys away till like midnight one in the morning, um, and then proceeds to make as much noise as he can as he stomps up the stairs and gets mm-hmm. into bed. <laughs> like, not that I'm moaning; it's all fine. <laughs> Never. Anyway, we're not here to talk about our morning routine. We certainly are not. We are here to talk about EastEnders and also. Uh, I want to gossip at the end where we'll be doing talking about uh, an article that came out this week about the future of broadcasting of the soap Hollyoaks. So stay tuned to listen to that at the end. But before all that, we are going to start with Grey's storyline. Yes, it's still going. Next week is anniversary week. So anyone who put their bets on that the Grey storyline is ending next uh, Friday anniversary week. I think you may have lost your money, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, so Gray had his first kind of real dark moment with Chelsea this week, where Chelsea was able to hold yes. Jordan for the first time. Gray ended up being busy, I forget what with, but he was busy with work or one thing or another. Mm-hmm. And so he got a bit upset with Chelsea because Chelsea seemed to be, to, in his eyes, kind of boasting and gloating that he was she was able to finally hold Jordan and he wasn't. Um, is this it then? Is this the cracks starting to show? Is this Jordan's, is this going to be Chelsea's final moment where she's going to finally see the real Grey? Stop forgiving him and loving him for the one choice that he made for Jordan's life. <sighs> Yes, well, I'm not sure because, uh, yeah, I, I didn't realise how close it was to anniversary week. I was convinced. Were you? Were you not convinced that the, that was going to be it? That we were <laughs> finally going to be free Most of this? Most people but thought they were. Apparently not. <laughs> oh, well, Christmas, I guess it is then. <laughs> um, well, yes. I, I mean, I, I did... <sighs> I did think that he was actually going to strike her this week. I did wonder if that, wonder if that was where it was going, but he seemed to he managed to resist that. Um, yeah, I think, but the, the, I mean, the big thing about this thing this week was the fact that Whitney has finally decided 
oh, I've had enough of this. I was like, oh, what have you been taking? Like the, the drug that the rest of us have been taking about this, Whitney. Um, and finally decided to realise yeah. that Chelsea was was clearly not moving. Chelsea was kind of was, had decided that she was staying where she was. She was like, right, enough of this. I'm going to go to the police. And went to the police, which is what we've been yelling at the screen for one of them to do for the past two months or so. <laughs> um, went to the police. And... Get anybody, just anybody go to the police, please. I don't know why we've decided to put our faith in Warford Police as though they were going to be any use whatsoever. Because they went to, she went to the police station and the, the policeman uh, sat down and said, looked at the evidence that Whitney presented him, which was the messages on the forum. Whitney didn't do anything wrong as far as I'm concerned. She did exactly what we needed her to do. It was like, right, cool, finally, maybe this is, you know, this is it. He, he's going to get caught. And the policeman was basically like, right. Like that Gemma Collins meme, you seen it? It's like, right, yeah, what? <laughs> like, that wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. Can you prove that this is Chantel? Can you prove that Chantel wrote these? And can you, and can you prove beyond reasonable doubt that these messages where she's scared for her life, um, that she's talking about being beaten and, you know, basically clearly in an abusive relationship, can you, without any, with any reasonable doubt, link that to her murder? And Whitney's like, isn't that your job? Um, but <laughs> yeah. still, he continues. He continues to get away with it. Honestly, um, but then this. What's this? Because we've seen this person quite a few times before. It's been a while because he's grown a beard since we last saw him. But when was the? Who, what is this he guy? He has name? a stunning beard. A stunning beard. I was a bit jealous of his beard. Actually, to be honest with you, I don't think I can keep up. Uh, DCI Arthur's. DCI Arthur's. Okay, so. Um, but so Arthur's decides to um, come to the square and maybe do a little bit of digging around because Gray is sort of hanging around the mosque because he's now convinced that Tina's body is going to be found. The bo- the body is not going to be found. I swear to God, they're trolling oh. us at this point. They are. They've got to be trolling us at this point because this guy says, "Right, he's we're going to dig up the floor." And Gray's like, "Worried, worried, worried." For what? <laughs> what? How much does it cost to rip up a floor? Well, and also to stop a gas leak from happening and an explosion. Surely that's that's in the public interest to find the money to stop people dying. Exactly. <laughs> we ran out of funding. I, they are trolling They're us. doing it deliberately yeah, now. They They're doing it deliberately now. I swear to God, because this guy nosebleed. came out and was just like, no, we're not we're not doing that yet. <laughs> Alex gets nosebleeds when he's, when he's stressed. So I can see that happening by the time this podcast <laughs> finishes. But you're wearing a red hoodie, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Um Yes, he. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, so so Gray's kind of sat there worrying about this, and then this guy comes out who's working on the mask. It does not look like it's just been. It doesn't look like it's been touched by an explosion of any sense whatsoever. There's not a hole in the wall. It just. Looks a bit, it looks a bit dusty inside. It looks fine. Uh, and he kind of goes in and, and says, right, yeah, no, sorry, no funding. So yeah, I guess that's not happening now. And then just saunters off, and Gray's like, oh, good, great, fabulous. And then Arthur turns up and another bit of luck for Gray. Yeah, and then Arthur turns up and says, Don't you fancy a cup of tea? And, I, and Gray's kind of like, Yeah, nice cozy like. chat. Why? Sure, sure, why not? <laughs> um, and so Arthur sorts of does his kind of, what I assume he, he, he assumed was sort of probing questions, doesn't really get anything out of Grey whatsoever, <laughs> and tells Whitney that she needs to get over this obsession that she's got, that, she, that she's apparently yeah. got. So we are, once again, no further ahead. <laughs> In anything. <laughs> I mean, DCI Arthur's literally told Whitney, basically, stop being a woman. Stop, stop being so soft. Yeah. And just, you know, just Go let get your hair cut and shut up, Windy. You know, he's done nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. Do something nice to yourself. Get yourself pampered because you'll be fine. Honestly, a little lady. A, tap go you on to the a head. spa, you go. go to a yeah. spa. <laughs> 
so insulting. So insulting. So yeah, so many things wrong. So many things wrong. They I found no funding, God. so they can't carry on look investigating the argy bargy. Nonsense. <laughs> um, the DCI <laughs> won't do my... any investigations, even though there's hard evidence in front of him, which he could then investigate. Nonsense. Has a conversation with Grey. Nice, cosy little chat. And because they're both men together, he thinks, now he's an all right guy. I believe him. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And as you say, we're going to carry on doing this, aren't we? What? Why? Why are we going down this road? Why, Rob? Do you why? <laughs> Well, I I was kind of like because somebody was talking to me because actually, I, actually, I, what what this leads me into is that we something that we actually enjoyed about the storyline last week that we forgot to mention was the return of the nurse that saw <laughs> yes. uh, Chantel and we yes, and we forgot to mention yes. that and that was actually a really strong scene last week, wasn't it? And it was nice to see her again. It was really and it was quite a good scene between her and Chelsea. Um, but uh, what? <laughs> I, because somebody said to me, oh, but like, again, it's one of those things that we haven't seen this nurse before. So it's like, actually, no, we did see this nurse. And I had to go on YouTube and find the clip to prove it to him. Do you know what that, do you know when that clip was from? September 2019. This storyline has been going on since before <laughs> COVID started. <laughs> this is, this story's been going on since before <laughs> well, I joined the podcast, Alex. This is how it's, that was a year before <laughs> I joined the podcast. We, I mean, we did, we did kind of give them the benefit of the doubt because of COVID. We said, oh, maybe because of COVID, perhaps they, they had to take a bit of a misdirection. Maybe that, you know, we can learn a bit more. You know, there's that whole story of like where they've been locked up together during lockdown in March. You know, there's that big story of Chelsea and Craig. No, none of that. No, they just decided to take no. the serial killer route instead. And then they <laughs> mucked up. They made a mistake. And they're desperately trying to, they're just tying themselves in knots. They're just tying themselves in knots. They don't know where to take this. It's, it's like they give themselves a way out and then decide that that's not the what. It's like, no, we could do better than that. Cancel that. Cancel that. We'll try again. We'll try again. We'll do better than that. <laughs> Last week, we were so adamant that Shirley was going to basically put two and two together, work it all out, find Tina's body, anniversary episode, all done and dusted, two weeks, lovely, all finished. Now we can move on. No. How's Tina's body going to be found now? They must have to I find thought that it. was the whole point of this. Oh, that was the whole point of this, wasn't it? Because we've been showing that Tina's body is under the floorboard. So presumably, at some point, Tina's body is going to be the catalyst to what actually ends this. But if there's no funding, then what needs to happen? I don't understand. I don't understand how we get out of this. But also... I feel like I'm in Groundhog well, Day. No, do I, I can't do it anymore, Alex. <laughs> Exactly what it is. It's a Groundhog Day situation. Like they're going to take out a Groundhog and see how many more days we're going to find that Grey is going to continue having this storyline where he seems to luck out from die from like being found out. Greyhog Day is what this will now be known. This is Greyhog Day, and we've been uh, yeah, honestly. So it goes on. It continues. I have. I couldn't even begin to offer you a a, a, a guess as to where or how or what is going to happen next. I'm just going to I'm just going to sit here and just wait for it to happen. It will happen one day, Alex, all right? That's all we need to remember. It will happen one day soon. What if it doesn't, okay? though, Rob? There's... What if it doesn't? What if it's going to be a story that will just continue for the life of the EastEnders? Like, Grey will be on the soap for okay. years and years and years. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. What if it but never there ends? we go. So, I know, I know, I know. It's like, it's like this government. They're just going to be there for years and years and years. But there you go. 
So, <laughs> well, maybe the DCI will give Gray a questionnaire to fill in instead of actually being questioned. Yes, time, maybe that he can just fill maybe. in for the privacy maybe. of his own home, like our government well, have right now. Go. Yeah, political. Yeah, there you political. go. <laughs> but I, I really, Satire. really would be interested in people's opinions on what they feel like this story how this story feels for them like how do you feel are, are we the only are we the only ones that feel like this is going on forever or do you feel the same way as us comment below if you're watching this on youtube or get in touch with us on twitter and instagram with the details at the end of the show yes because to be fair when me I mean, me alex and ben are three very different people okay we are different people we're not all one conglomerate we are we all have we are three different people with with different opinions okay and when, and when, yeah, that's the word I meant, yeah. And then, you know, when we um, have differing opinions, that's how debate happens, and that's how conversations happen on a podcast. If we both love something, that's quite a happy little discussion. It can get heavy when we both don't like something and there's not an alternative opinion. And I can get that if you are enjoying this storyline, that can be quite t- trying for yes. you and testing for you to listen to. We get that completely. <laughs> so please defenders of the grey storyline come through we will read your comments out and we will listen and we will not take the mick too much i promise yes <laughs> no please no, do won't. let us know what <laughs> it, all angles of the grey storyline let us know and give us some ideas and suggestions as to how you think that they could possibly end this how is tina's body going to be found let us know in the comment section or on the social media <laughs> I, I really do look forward to seeing uh, a, a difference of opinion on it because it's yeah as you say it's <laughs> it must be quite frustrating with people who are loving this story hearing us kind of just getting wound up week on week about it but there's another story now we need to talk about um and that is <clears throat> Vinny and Dotty. it's a very small story and yes. i think it's a setup for next week where Vinny is kind of uh, Vinny's still not worked out that he's being led by Dottie in order to kind of like keep him sweet um and so Vinny kind of set up some dates with Dottie this week where Dottie kind of dressed up to find out that she was just going to go to the calf Kathy's calf I mean I dressed up for Kathy's calf it's the hangout place no, to be <laughs> too <laughs> you right get to talk to Kathy and you get to have a latte well, what do you want that sounds like what do you want time to me nothing a grateful cow Honestly, I'd go to Kath's. I'd go to Kath's. <laughs> I, I, I would request it. I would request it. And unless Kath's working, I don't want to go there. So, you know, Dottie needs to get a priority <laughs> straight in my view. Um, of course, all of this is because um, Vinny finds out that it's Dottie's birthday, isn't it? Because she gets a she gets a card yes. from uh, Dot, so which she's which she's kind of thrown in the bin, I think, because she, Dottie's doing one of those moments where she's just sort of like, I can't deal with any of it. Throws it in the bin, uh, and then Vinny finds it and sort of realizes, you know, perhaps this is why Dottie's being a little bit off with me is because I've not given her any plans uh, to celebrate her birthday in any way, in any which way whatsoever. So he's now organizing uh, a big old do, which I suspect is going to be for Dottie's birthday um, over the, you know. Valentine's Day slash Dottie's birthday, isn't it? And I doubt Dottie will appreciate it somehow. She doesn't seem to be in the mood for celebrating at the moment, really, does she? Not really. And also Keegan has warned Vinny this week to say that basically if you're organising a party and thinking that people are going to turn up, it's unlikely people are going to turn up. So he's hired out the whole of E20 under Dottie's nose. It's kind of weird how Dottie still didn't figure out. She saw the booking and was like, but that's our busiest night. Why are you hired out the whole of it? No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's a mate. Well, what's your mate's number so I can phone him? Well, I don't know. <laughs> like, nice one, Vinny. Smooth. I mean, him and him and Grey are kind of like on the same kind of wavelength of how they seem to get away with things without, you know, really pl- planning or anything or trying. Um, and yeah, and I think, yes, I think this could be the final straw with Dottie. I think Dottie and is going to have some really nasty words to say to Vinny next week. And I really feel bad yeah, for Vinny be... because I know. he's lovely. He's so sweet. He's like the sweet one, isn't he? Of the Panasonic. He, fan- he really likes her as well, doesn't he? He really fancies her. 
And, you know, she, and she, he, he kind of keeps being, be- he's like this kind of puppy that keeps returning to Dottie and she keeps kicking him aside. Yes. And, she, and he kind of keeps returning to hump her leg. And it's, it's sweet and endearing. Bless him, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes next She's week. She's going to get but, one of those uh, Yes, I, d- <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yes we'll see where that goes next week but uh yes it was nice to see doc's name on a card she's not been wiped out of existence altogether i quite i, I was quite pleased to see sort of dot's name and that she's still within the ether so that that was that was nice to see yeah wasn't it? she still exists even though it's an island it was lovely seeing dot's note actually this week it gave me a little yeah. an ounce of hope that perhaps we might see her come back at some point maybe she'll turn up for the birthday party that'll be the surprise Vinny's like invited Doc (laughs) to come to like this nightclub I would enjoy that I sincerely doubt it but I would enjoy I would enjoy I don't think Vinny's quite got the budget for June Brown has he I (laughs) I don't think that he could quite stretch that I think maybe a few bottles of champagne are probably his limit yeah yeah I live in hope I always live in hope that June Brown will return uh so a big story this week then is with uh Kirat and Stacy. We're going to start off with right. the, the burger van then, where she opened it up. Um, and Jean uh, asked for advice from Phil this week because we've it's now been discovered that Honey is a marketing director. <laughs> Jean wants to get Stacy a yes. really good spot, so asks the most mafia centric person she can think of. Jean asks Phil for advice <laughs> of how she can get her own way by talking to Honey. And so her kind of like horse's head in Honey's bed was a cake, a tin, mm. a cake tin, okay. with, and she wore. I I loved what she wore. She wore the sunglasses down the middle of her nose. She was amazing. And this white, white kind fur, of like rug-like yeah. jacket. Yeah, fur. Yeah. And she kind of handed over, like, you know what to do, honey. Just make sure you do it. I mean, I loved that scene. That was a fantastic scene. Um, and honey, but honey said no, didn't she? She did. All of this was quite silly, but I did like it. I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was fun. You know, it was, I mean, it's like, this is the sort of, it's, this is what I mean when I was talking last week about the fact that we've, we've sort of been missing the banter of the market, you know, and all of this sort of, the, the interplay between, I quite like now that Honey's in charge because at least it's going to give us some sort of, some fun scenes on the market, isn't it? And it's going to bring the market back into play as a sort of regular location. And so I'm glad that they've sort of got, as, as sparse as they may be, I'm glad that they've sort of got plans for the market and sort of, they've got ideas to sort of have characters talking to each other and i hope that um stacy manages to get back in with sort of the main the main street of markets rather than being kind of thrust around the corner out of the way of everybody um but yeah no i absolutely love jean this week jean i think was the star of this week really wasn't she because she um sort of she had this thing trying to do everything right for stacy um and then she was going off to the doctors now the I am not yeah. having Jean have something else wrong with her. I feel like I haven't been, I haven't stopped worrying that Jean's going to die since about 2019. <laughs> I can't do with that. I, I don't want that anymore. <laughs> What's wrong with her? Like, is she, she's all right, isn't she? I think she, was it just basically a checkup and she's sort of been missing checkups because she doesn't want to sort of revert a memory back to it or something? She's all right, isn't she? Tell me she's all right, Alex. She, I think what. <laughs> I will. I will tell you. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll, t- I'll step you down. Um, I, I think that she was unable to make appointments because of the pandemic. They mentioned the pandemic kind of interfered with kind of GP appointments, even though I'm surprised they were going. Yeah, quite topical. Because it was all topical. The, the, it was, and it was. To, it was to talk about basically talk about her diary, her 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 you know her mood diary of like what she's been writing down. The reason I think Jean got so stressed, and I think a lot of people kind of thought, oh no, she's off her meds again, was because she had yeah. that conversation with Harvey, didn't she? Where Harvey, and there was a little glimpse into Harvey's wife. So we're learning more about the uh, mother, yes. mother, that she yes. had mental, she had a mental illnesses, illness too. But Harvey kind of 
wrote it off, not knowing the history of Jean, which surprised me a little bit, but still, uh, that, you know, she was a bit loopy. He used kind of very, very derogatory terms kind of trying to reference yeah, it. Yeah, um, Called farm, her mad yeah, yeah. and kind of, uh, you know, a bit you know, funny farm, yeah. Um, and Jean yeah. took uh, exception to this immediately. But... Um, and, but I think because Jean likes Harvey, she found it very difficult to confront him about it. Um, so mm. it was a really, it was really sweet with the way they kind of made up because Harvey, Harvey felt genuinely upset that he'd somehow hurt Jean this week. And mm. I thought that was, that was really I sweet that there's this relationship between them. No, I do. They, they work Harvey well together. So much as a character. He is, but I love Harvey. Like, he is so real. It's so weird. <laughs> like, after, after everything what we've said about everything over the past, uh, like, year or like the past year or so it's like harvey is just sort of like a a, a crumb of normality like he's such a relatable character yeah. i think for a lot of people that he's sort of like he doesn't like he doesn't want to offend people but he kind of just he, you know he's one of these that's sort of <laughs> he's one of these dinosaurs that just says the wrong thing and then wonders why he keeps offending the world and i really find that endearing and relatable because it's very easy to sort of see how he it's it's very easy to sort of understand the journey of what we've had with Harvey so far, and sort of Aaron's um, Aaron recalling like what things were like for him when him and Dana were kids, and what Harvey was like as a person. Like Harvey's never really been a bad person per se, but he's sort of he's he's just done the inappropriate thing. You know, you can imagine him sort of sitting in a pub and talking about what a great thing Brexit is and all. And you know, he's one of, he's one of those. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's that sort of is that sort of yeah, character. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not trying to say that people who vote for Brexit are bad people. Put your pitchforks down. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just I'm just trying to sort of relate him to ordinary situations. Um, and he's so good at that. And I liked that whole thing with him and Gene. And it seems by the end of the week that him and Gene are a couple now, aren't they? Because Gene basically grabbed his face and snogged him. I've not seen such face eating since Silence of the Lambs. Yes, it was lovely. <laughs> I, I like no. I, I, I know. I, <laughs> I like it. I like him. I like Gene and Harvey together. I think it might be quite nice to um, sort of... Because I can imagine Harvey... Har- there is a little bit of... What, now, what do you think of sort of smidges of Charlie in Harvey. What do you reckon? Do you reckon he's, that there's some similarities? Because I, I can sort of see him fitting into the Slater brood in a, in, a, in a way and sort of filling that sort of older guy role that's been missing from the Slaters since Charlie went. I see. I do see where you mean because Charlie's of kind of a, a similar guy. He, he puts his foot in his mouth occasionally, but there's no intention or malice behind it. Um, quite yeah, simple. I, I, I do see that kind of. Yeah, yeah, he's a simple he's a simple man in the sense that all yeah. he wants is to simple do man. his yeah. uh, eight hours, go into the pub, have a pint, and then go home and watch like Coronation Arthur. Street. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, that, you know, that kind of like, yes. like yeah, that, that, that kind of life. Um, and yeah, I mean, it'd be nice it'd be nice to have like a kind of like a male role within the Slaters as well because mm. that seems to be I know the Slaters are all built on like all women but it's nice to have the like women. an embarrassed yeah. man there that's what Charlie a clueless was, man was, you know, yeah. Charlie was almost yeah. like exactly clueless to like all these yeah. these, these these very strong passionate women who yeah. um, kind of you know are able to you know look after themselves but Charlie is always there to fall back on so yeah I see where you're coming from with yeah. that I do I think though that what worries me is that Harvey might be very cautious about going back into a relationship where the woman who he loves is uh you know unwell with uh mental illness again so that's something I'm mm. wondering would that be something he's very hesitant to get himself back into with with both feet since we now learned that Maybe, his, but his his wife or his ex-wife was. Maybe, but then then again, maybe he's 
sort of thinking, well, I know how to deal with this. I, now I know what's going on with you, and I, I know, I know that I know, I know the rotor here. I know what I, I know what I need to do. So I'm, I'm in short, I'm looking forward to sort of seeing the pair of them sort of develop. And I think once you know Harvey and Gina settle down, I think once Bobby and Dana have settled down, there's going to be some nice, some nice moments yeah. there. So it's not, it's, I, I, I mean, I do feel but that you Harvey is sort mean of mean things to Dana. I don't personally want to do mean things to Dana. I just think mean things are going to be done to Dana. Okay. And <laughs> I do. I feel, oh, bless Dana. Bless her little cottons. I do feel that Harvey is sort of, because when, like, a couple of weeks ago, we were sort of thinking that Harvey's got a lot of work to do to sort of get the square back on his side. And that didn't seem to take very long. You know, by the end of the week, he's kind of drinking with his mates in the pub and all has been forgotten. Yes, and no, so, yeah. so I wonder if Aaron is going to rear his head again. I don't think we've had any sort of word as to if Aaron is going to prison or how long he's away for. So I wonder if Aaron is returning at some point and that's going to sort of mess up this sort of happy medium that the Monroes have created for themselves. So watch this space, but the Monroes continue to delight is, is basically my, uh, is, is basically my analysis of that. So hurrah. They certainly do. And we'll be talking a little bit more about uh, Stacey and Karat's story right after these messages. Support for Walford Weekly is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WALFORD at manscaped.com. If my maths is correct, that's about 8 million balls. Well, Rob, we are honoured to have such lovely equipment sent to us to talk about from Manscaped. And I understand, I understand that you haven't had the honour of playing with some of this stuff. So you're going to do it live right now in front of (laughs) us. I haven't used, obviously I've used the trimmer and, um, you know, we've been sent lots of um, downstairs deodorant and lots of downstairs toner and, and all that sort of thing. Thank you very much, Manscaped, for this. Honestly, this is great stuff. It smells really nice. It's really high quality stuff as well, actually. Um, but what I haven't used yet is this this torture device looking thing here, which is actually a an ear and nose hair trimmer. Now, like I said, I've never used this before. Um, it's just going to hurt. No, honestly, it's absolutely gentle and it's good on the skin and it's waterproof as well. So you can use it in the shower or uh, if you don't want to, you can do it out the shower and you get given this like little newspaper mat as well. So all your hair can drop down and it can be cleaned up very easily just by crunching up the newspaper and throwing it into the bin. I mean, how much hair do you think I've got in my ears? Right, hang on then. Stick it in your ear. Go on. We all want to see. Ah, uh, okay. Ooh. Do you know what? I can feel that working and cannot feel a thing. That doesn't hurt at all. So, yeah, that's good. That's really, really good. It's just as sensitive as well using the one that goes down below. But you don't have to use it just down below either because I used it to neaten up my beard a little bit as well. And thank you to someone who commented saying that I should use it on my chest. Uh, uh, you've got the so you've got the bare things that you can you can use to uh, do your beard and stuff. And your beard looks lovely, uh, but you've also got these uh, add-ons as well that you can use to do it at different lengths and make yourself look amazing in whatever style you like. So yeah, thank you very much to Manscaped for sending us these free products. So to get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Wolford at Manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code Wolford. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. 
Hello and welcome back. I'm glad you can join us again. And as I mentioned prior to the uh, little break, we are now going to talk about the love affair that is Stacey and Karat. Um, I mean, I was very, very jealous of Stacey this week. Like, yes. it was so, it was so sweet as well. Like, I love the, the little gestures that Karat was doing this week, where he kind of paid off the van but didn't tell her the difference, so then she wouldn't know. Then he got sick on her onion sandwich because they used off mayonnaise, oh. but he still forgave her. I mean, I mean, Everything. I mean, about the idea of an onion. I know you're you're a vegan. Do you ever have an onion sandwich? Has that ever been? Has that ever been a thing that you've ever had? An onion sandwich? I cannot think of anything worse than an onion sandwich. I did think it was a bit odd. I don't like onion. Like, I don't mind it like chopped up in a. And also, did they fry the onion? But I don't care. It's all wrong. Yeah. Did they fry onion the onion sandwich? Yeah, but fried onion doesn't have what? to quite. I do enjoy onion. I know this is going to now turn into a conversation about onion, but, but I, I, if I was going to have a sandwich, think about I'd want it fried a little bit. Yeah, comment below. What do you, how do you like your onions? Onion gate. Anyway, Karat and Stacey. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I like them. Bless them. I, I, think they're really, I think they're really great together, aren't they? I think they're cute. I like the fact that, because um, we've also got the fact that obviously at some point Stacey and Suki are going to kind of come to blows because they don't get on really. Uh, mixed in with the whole... Uh, Evie and uh, even Suki thing, so that's going to be quite interesting when that all sort of uh, starts uh, warming up, isn't it? Um, but yeah, oh, Kirat's an old romantic, really, isn't he? I think it's quite. I think I think he's sweet, like he, he and he's so dashing. I get it, Alex. Don't get me wrong. I get it. I oh, get. I get the hotness. Dashing. I get the hotness of the Kira. He's not. He's not Zach, but he is. I. I get it completely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's and they've shared a proper kiss this week again. You know, it's it, it was kind of a theme this week, wasn't it? Of sort of like love relationships and, you know, sort of people kind of yearning and wanting each other. And, you know, you can tell it's Valentine's week. Um, but yeah, I know I like, I like Kira yeah. and Stacey a lot. So, but, um, so, I mean, is that then again? So they've kissed now. So I don't, it's not like they've, you know, it's not like either of them are with anybody. So they're both perfectly free and single to do what they like. So surely this is pretty much them done now, isn't it? They sort they can, they can begin a relationship, surely, can't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been building up for a month, hasn't it? It's like, because they, yeah. they, they slept together, but they always said that there was going to be a one-off thing. And ever since yeah, that, like. it's kind of triggered something between them where they, you can see that they've, they kind of flirt with one another. And the, the relationship's been very feisty as well, where... When Stacey broke into the Panasar house to use their shower, Karat kind of like, they, they, you know, it was very, very, very fiery between them. So I think they've they kind of gone through the roller coaster of the, like, <laughs> Calm the down, beginnings Alex. of a relationship and it's kind of led to this. Yes. I know, I know. I, just, I do. I love, I, love, I, actually quite, I quite stan Karat and Stacey, actually. I do worry about Ship what it. now they're going to do with Martin because I... It felt a little bit like the Martin and Stacey thing was kind of back on ever since Ruby got yeah. locked up uh, for lying and being, you know, pushing whatnot what down the stairs herself, whatever. Um, so I do, I do worry in that regard. But no, now I like, I like their relationship. I mean, you know, if you can still love someone after you've been poisoned by them, then of course, let them, let the love flow. Make <laughs> like they should be Made together to forever. Be. I Made was worried. Be. I was worried also that when Karat had the visiting GP doctor. Um, yeah, she was quite she fit. She kind wasn't of she? gave him a bit of a longing look as well. Yeah, and she kind of looked at him like, kind of like, Ooh, I've seen you, I've seen you throw up. Is that a thing for doctors? Do you think, Alex? Do you think that's that's quite an? Ins- 
quite an intimate thing for a doctor. I've seen his vomit. That's it. That's all I need to know. I've seen his insides, so now I can judge. I can love his outsides as well. <laughs> yes, I, I know what you mean because she was quite flirtatious and she was quite, she was quite, you know, it was like Dr. Love had come to visit, wasn't it? And prescribing him something that he's more than capable of getting on the shelf at the minute, Mart, we discovered as well. We were chatting to her and I was chatting to people on Facebook. So, well, she from said, her, from his he own mother. Some, <laughs> yeah, well, he said something like dialotrite or something like that. And I'm fairly sure that I've put that on the shelf as to myself. Uh, so, so I don't think you really need it prescribing to you. But hey, you know that I. But I, I agree with you, and I think that the the camera sort of hung on her a little bit. She was there. I I get what you mean. She. I. Yeah. I think she's there for something. She is. I think that Doctor might make a return at some point. So yeah, that's one to watch. Um, but yeah, as far as Martin's concerned, I wonder if it's just going to be a sort of Martin thing where he assumes exactly what we assumed. That him and Stacey are sort of put, let bygones be bygones and they are quite alright to sort of crack on with each other again. And I wonder if Stacey's gonna sort of be like, uh, no, I've got Kirat. You've not heard from Alex from Warford Weekly. He's absolutely right. This guy's gorgeous. So I, yeah, I think Martin, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that Martin is, uh, that is gonna get his heart broken again, sadly. But yeah. Hmm. I, I hope they don't turn him into like a Billy Mitchell Lost Cause character where he's now one story, which is him trying to get back together with Stacey. The same way that obviously Billy is one story. Is he's always as long as we don't get Dark him. Martin again, I don't care. So I, I can deal with useless Martin. I just no, don't I mean, deal yes, with Dark, Dark Martin, Martin was... ever again. <laughs> that was an era. That was a, yeah, that was, that was, that was quite a turn. Like... Mm. <laughs> that was a vibe. Mm. Uh, so uh, Mick this week had to look after his son Ollie when he went to visit Linda. Linda didn't turn up. Ollie was deeply disappointed. And so he's basically spent the week desperately trying to keep Ollie cheered up and positive and i mean that little ollie he's such a sweet little kid yeah you know how you're you know how you're like utterly and utterly adorable and love the um the, the raymond i'm like that with ollie i think he's the cutest kid on, on, the, on the square I, yeah. I love ollie. i love ollie so much and his crying acting to like this week when he realized that linda wasn't coming where he literally just threw his face into his hands that was adorable i tell you what it's it's, I've, it's mm. not the worst performance we've ever seen on the on the square so i i thought <laughs> like i thought he portrayed that beautifully <laughs> that kid i loved it that kid is yes. that kid's gonna go places i'm telling you now oh he's adorable and it breaks my heart that he's so sort of give him all he's the so awards confused isn't he give him all the awards and he's so confused isn't yes. he because he doesn't understand why linda has abandoned him um you know and, and thrown him with his autism yeah. as well he's just he's he's such a confused little boy at the moment and it's so heartbreaking to watch um and mick's really struggling with it at the minute um for, and which didn't, which probably wasn't the best uh, reasoning for him to uh, go out on the town with the boys this week, because um, there's a speed dating event that's gone <laughs> on at um, <laughs> gone at Ruby's, uh, and so him, uh, Harvey, Mitch, oh, yes, Ruby's, uh, yeah. Rocky, and uh, and Patrick, yeah, not E twenty. That was a, that was a few years back, Alex. Um, uh, they so they well, go my mistake earlier to, on the uh, show. Then sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't worry. Someone will have said it down below. I, I'm sure. Um, they yeah so they go to ruby's and have this um speed dating thing where mick meets a <laughs> mick meets uh, a woman there who is the spitting image of linda in you know right down to the yeah, donuts on her nut 
She, I quite. I thought she was quite endearing. I thought she was quite funny. I liked her. She was all right. I felt sorry for her when Janine I'm kicked her sure, out of the pub at the end of the week. But... I felt sorry for her because she wasn't really doing no. anything wrong. It's not like she was. <laughs> it's not like she was over. It's not like she was. It's not like she was that overbearing or anything, though. Did she? Like it wasn't like she was being that much of a pain. Well, she, she was, was a like, bit overbearing. She, not really. She was. She was hanging around she was the, the bar the whole time. She could see Mick kind of looking around the door frame, kind of nervously waiting for her to not leave. Really. And the whole time she, she just sat there nursing a drink, going. I'm not leaving she until he gets him. out. <laughs> like, no, I didn't feel sorry for him at all. Alex. Yeah, she None could. None of that happened. She you could. made you that up completely. See. You could see that no. she could see him. No, she could see him. Because there was a shot where you saw the side of her, the back of the side of her head, and the shot was directly looking oh. through into... <laughs> I'm not saying that she should... I'm not saying that she... Sh- I'm not saying that she shouldn't have been able to see him. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying that she shouldn't have been able to see him, but I don't think that we were supposed to think that she could. <laughs> um... But you know, she no, thought that I, Mick I fancied just, her and oh. was flirting with her, and so and so was brave. It was like I don't normally do this, but I've turned up. I've turned up. Is he here? Is he here? And I felt I felt sorry for her, and I thought Janine going up to her and basically threatening her with violence until she left was 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 uncalled for and <laughs> unnecessary. And I maybe it's just because I relate to her. Maybe it explains yeah. a lot about. Maybe it explains a lot about my circumstances and your yeah. circumstances, Alex. <laughs> Because <laughs> you, know, yeah, you do, you do look a little bit like Linda, don't you? So you know, I do. That's, that's I do. The thing. I mean, it's not her fault. It's not her fault that she looks like the spit of Linda. You know, she did her hair like Linda. She really she dressed did. Like Linda. Really did. They cast her well. Like so is uh, she? They did. So it's not her fault that she was like that. But I did think she was a little bit like clinging on. And I get it. Perhaps this, she saw this as like a an opportunity to be with Mick hmm. Carter. But also, she must have realised that Mick was incredibly drunk when she was when he was talking to her. Like he was like every scene he was in, he was sipping more like drunk like from nine his cocktail pints, glass. We were and, like, told. Yeah. yeah, nine nine yes, pints, nine, nine, nine pints, pints of vodka. <laughs> Lightweight, lightweight. I can do that. I can do more than that. Mm. On the night. But at least, at least it gave Janine a good idea for perhaps to kind of like help with Ollie's pain because obviously the school have got to do a charity event. Mick hasn't come up with an idea yet, and as you say quite rightly, where Janine threatened to beat. Janine threatened to beat the, the poor woman up by putting boxing gloves on and she ran out the door. Janine was like, ah, light bulb moment. How about a charity boxing match? Now, you watched Coronation Street when Kate Oates was on. Remind me, didn't Kate yes. do a charity boxing match storyline on Coronation Street? Yes, as well? she did. Yes, chin. she did. Yes, she did. Uh, that was a thing. I do believe uh, that was around the time of uh, David Platt's rape. So it wasn't exactly in a similar sort of circumstance. This storyline's a little bit more lighthearted <laughs> than, why that, than why that storyline came along. <laughs> yeah. um, it was a little bit more lighthearted than the way that this storyline's come about. Um, but yes, no, that, that, was a, that was a thing. I mean, I'm, you know, it, I don't necessarily, I haven't, I haven't necessarily jumped on the fact, well, Kate Oates has no new ideas just because she's done a new charity boxing thing. You know, it might be all right. <laughs> and it, we might get to, and we, we should jump on this, She's Alex, replicated because, ideas in the past though she has a few she has a few yes but we might be all right with it alex because i the sort of <laughs> characters that are going to put themselves forward for a charity boxing night are simply you know we might get topless kirat we might get topless sack might get topless martin there's a whole array of entertainment for us just around the corner you know we Ooh, might there. if anything i never put if this anything, into perspective until you said that thank you there you go there you go that's what we're gonna get and yeah. i welcome it <laughs> right best storyline ever right alex <laughs> I mean, give it all the Genius. awards. <laughs> give it all, the awards. all the awards. All the awards. Um, so, 
Do you think that this could this could be potentially a dangerous thing for Mick though? Because obviously we know that Mick gets very gets bad anxiety, panic attacks. Yes. Do you think this is where it could lead? Maybe Ollie sees his dad, kind of spiraling Ollie further into kind of like a maybe a kind of um, an attack for himself. I mean, this, it, it feels it, although you you saying that we might see a lot of topless uh, characters <laughs> on the screen, it feels like this is such problem. a great idea for Mick. No, maybe not. Um, yeah, no, it might do. I don't know. It, 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 I think all, I, we could have just be overthinking it all completely. And it could just be this was just a way for Janine to kind of get an in. Because at the end of the week, Janine has sort of been properly invited back into the fold again. Despite Nancy and Shirley's protestations, she's been invited upstairs for fish fingers and, and beans <laughs> with Ollie and Mick. Um, and Nancy was kind of just left downstairs mm. to kind of handle the bar. And she got a little smirk from Janine as she, as she walked up. Because that's been one of the main things as well. Is the fact that Nancy and Shirley are sort of well, fully aware fully aware of what Janine's up to and Mick's obviously oblivious and blind to it all um, and Janine is taking advantage of the situation which is what Janine does so I think it might be more to do with that rather than anything else but you know we'll see but if okay. like I say if that's if that's all we're getting this boxing match for and to see a few good looking men in, in, in tight vests then you know I can put up with it and I'm sure you can as well you know sometimes you just need to put sacrifices aside and just deal with it you know it's going to be fine. I, all the awards. I, I, Give them all the awards. I am worried now, though, because the, the, all the awards. Um, I all am a bit awards. worried now, though, because I've just then referenced back in my mind that the four characters that were getting trained by Peter, I just stand there and grin Bill, <laughs> were Rock, Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> were Rocky, Mitch, Mitch Harvey yeah. and Mick. So Now, all good looking blokes in their own, in their own way. The Let's just... <laughs> All good-looking folks in their own way. Lovely guys. Perhaps not the top of our sexual fantasies. But, you know, different strokes, different blokes. We might. (laughs) You might get some of those blokes in a vest and we might see a completely different side to them, Alex. You know, I welcome it. I welcome it. Let's see what happens. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know who you want to see in a vest. (laughs) Stick it in the comment section below next to to your opinion about onions. Do it. (laughs) Oh, this podcast. All the awards. Give us all the awards. Give us all the awards. Uh, all the awards. One, one more story then <laughs> this week is uh, Sharon, who's moved in to Ruby's old house. Uh, and she's moved in with Zach and with Martin. And no mm. less than Jade has moved in with Alyssa. Yes. So she is now back um, after mm. a bit of convincing by Zach to Sharon. Sharon's also now forgiven Zach, which I thought was lovely as well. So Good. That we can have lovely yeah. scenes with brother and sister because mm-hmm. I love Zach yes. and Sharon together. Yeah, they really I love all work that. really yeah. well together and I, I do enjoy it's their nice. relationship very much. Um, mm. Even though we were a bit worried when Sharon first met Zach that she gave kind of like a, mm, I'm going to sleep with my brother eyes, but it's fine. That's not going to happen and I wouldn't now, have so I'm her. happy with that. Um, no. So... <laughs> No, no one would have. So yeah, so they're in this new house, this new this new kind of story unit. Uh, yes. Jade is back. What, what Jada kind of trouble is, do you think Jada can get herself into? Because well, I mean, Jada is now a, a, an official character. She's like, you know, she finds herself smack bang in the middle of the credits amongst all the other characters. So she's she's here for the long run now, which is quite exciting because I like I quite like her. Um, and to be fair, what this also does, because we were getting a bit concerned with the whole Phil and Sharon thing, weren't we? It was sort of seeming like Sharon had sort of abandoned that new sort of field that she had to play in and sort of was kind of trekking back to grazing old meadows. And now it seems that she's sort of been <laughs> shepherded straight back where she belongs in a brand new thing away from Phil, because Phil and Kat are, I think, sorting out their own thing now, These aren't metaphors. They? So, oh, that was All good. I awards. literally, that, 
fell out of all the awards. That fell out of my mouth completely and utterly. Just, I didn't even think about it. It just came out. All the awards. Um, but yeah, no, I'm quite pleased about it. Because essentially, again, this is now a new set for Sharon as well, isn't it? So we've got a new, a new Sharon set so a new, with a new yeah. character set. So she can now be matriarch, uh, amongst Jada and Zach and, um, the kid when she grows up. So this is quite exciting. The new, a new era of Sharon, I think, officially. Yeah. So I, I, I welcome this. This is really exciting. It seems that Jada is going to work at Denise. I'm not quite sure how Jada managed to get this job at Denise's because I assume the thing was that she managed, Denise was just sort of impressed by her kutzpah. But it's, <laughs> to me, it's sort of looked as though as though Jada walked into the salon with attitude and then Sharon said yeah can you give her a job please and Denise is like why would I do that and then Denise and then Jada literally says this place is crap and your displays are crap and Denise is like I like you you're hired <laughs> essentially what happened wasn't it so I so I think the uh, I think essentially yeah so I think all the awards so I think that Jada is now going to be working at the salon um so that will give her a <laughs> That'll give her a place. Uh, so I, I like this. I do like it. And I'm glad that Zach's now back in with a brood. Mm. Where's Martin living now then? Because wasn't Same. he living with Sharon? So is Martin living there as well? Have they all moved house? Martin's there as well, yeah. isn't he? Martin's there as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, great. Then yeah, they, yep, they, they I like it. So you've got, yeah. I like it then. So you've got the two lads and you've got Jada and you've got the kid, you've got Alyssa and you've got Sharon. Perfect. Like it a lot. I like And Sharon and Martin have got a, a nice amount of history. So that's, that's, that's nice. I'm happy. I was wondering though, could you perhaps mm. you could educate me because I'm not I'm not an oracle of EastEnders at all, and you and you watch a, a lot more of the kind of old classic era than I have. Um, and Sharon was talking this week about um, that she'd lived in that house with Dan and Angie. I I can't remember any of this. Can you get Can you educate me on this, please? Yes, I can, Rob. Uh, so uh, originally they came in with uh, Debbie and Andy, who used to live in that house. But then when Andy died, getting knocked down by a car, saving a child's life that was playing in the road with a football. <laughs> Uh, Debbie had a, a kind of like a moment and then she left the show. So then uh, Den bought the house and turned it into two flats and gave one of the flats, the downstairs flat, to his daughter, Sharon. And he, she shared ah. that flat then with Michelle. And that's where the scene where Michelle finally admits to Sharon that she, that her that her child, uh, Vicky, is ah. Den. So it's a really lovely scene. In so yes, that's what God. Sharon was throwing back to. They went trawling yes. through the archives to find all that, didn't they? Fair play to them. I like that. <laughs> I like it when all. I like it when they, they kind did. of they're they're able to sort of just present us with a nice little bit of EastEnders history, like already made. There you go. That was that, and Sharon can move there. That's lovely. Yeah, I like that. Fair enough. So I um, I think overall, I think that was the week of EastEnders, wasn't it? And I think you know it wasn't the most kind of epic, exciting week, but actually on the whole, I really enjoyed this week. I thought there was some nice character stuff in there. Thursday's episode, especially, I really liked. Not a lot happened to it, but it was a lot of character stuff. You know, people talking and acting like human beings. I really enjoyed it. So, do you know what? Fair play, EastEnders. Not a bad week at all. So, fair play to you. It, it did. I mean, I could have done without the grey stuff, I'll be honest with you. But then well, I we can always do without the grey stuff. <laughs> <We've>, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the rest of it, like you say, quite character driven. Uh, nice. It wasn't going too fast, which is also another one of my complaints. When they no, tend to just keep storming through storylines. Half an hour business. is back. And as you say, they've now established a new house. Mm. You're right. Half an hour, they're able to kind of give the programme time to breathe, which is lovely. Mm. Now, uh, some news came out this week uh, from the Metro, and I think that we should just have a quick chat about it on I Ain't Want to Gossip. You know me, I ain't want to gossip. So this week, Duncan Lindsay had reported that Hollyoaks is going to become the first soap 
the first UK soap to release its episode on a permanent basis online on wow. their streaming service known as All Four before it's actually aired on television. Now, uh, Hollyoaks is actually aired first on E4 on cable and satellite, and then the next day they air the episode on their main channel, Channel 4. So they've always shown the episode uh, one day early anyway, but now they're showing it what potentially 12 more hours earlier than that because they're broadcasting it on their streaming service all four first. Now, the reason for this Channel 4 have given is that they said that they actually get more viewers watching it through their streaming service now than they actually do on the broadcast. And they feel that this is the right direction to take it. Now, the obvious question is... Is this the history? Is this the future for EastEnders? Coronation Street did it also, don't forget. They did it over Christmas time for the whole week. They released it. They, 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 I think they released the whole week's worth, which is not what Hollyoaks is doing. They're just releasing one episode at a time. But, but so, so could this be something EastEnders, the direction they take? I mean, eventually it's going to happen. You know, I think, I think eventually. And in some ways, bless. Hollyoaks always does stuff first sometimes, doesn't it? So it's, it's quite nice that Hollyoaks has got, has got kind of got in there with the, before everybody else. I do feel. <coughs> <coughs> Uh, try that again. <laughs> I just choked on my own tongue there. I don't know what happened. Um, all the awards. All the awards. I do feel that it's sort of... Um, I do feel that this is um, kind of quite sort of individual to Hollyoaks. I feel like they're just doing it for Hollyoaks' for Hollyoaks's sort of thing. I don't think it's supposed to be sort of like, look what we're doing. I, it feels like it's... Because Hollyoaks' demographic is quite young. And obviously the young are the ones that are watching stuff online before, as and when they want, rather than sort of the appointment to view television. And EastEnders, I think, is has still got quite a chunk of older viewers that might not sort of go for, go for that. So I think eventually it will happen, but I feel like Hollyoaks is sort of doing its own thing at the moment and it, they'll see how it gets on. I mean, I, I, I don't mean to be disparaging about Hollyoaks, but it's not the highest rated show on TV these days, unfortunately. So I wonder if this is also maybe Channel 4's way of just sort of kind of addressing stuff and sort of seeing how it goes so they can maybe realign it and reposition it in their own schedules a little bit so they can sort of prioritise other programmes maybe. Doesn't necessarily mean the end of Hollyoaks. They're making it a lot easier for people to watch it and fair play. I don't quite understand the point of sticking it online and then having an E4 first look and then sticking it on the main channel. So I assume that this is some way of... There there might be a little bit of realignment going on with Hollyoaks' scheduling in the coming months and they're going to sort of see how this goes on. But eventually one day we've spoken about stream and you know the soaps um you know we we have made no secret the fact that actually the uh the sticking all on one week was quite helpful for us because we record the podcast whenever we liked and could upload it whenever <laughs> we liked and it was great and that's how you get awards but um yeah no it, I, I feel like it's just kind of hollyoaks doing its thing what do you think do you think did you do you, did you kind of get a sense that this is something that we should be paying attention to i mean this is you're going back to saying i don't see the point of them moving it from having it on A4 and the main channel, Channel 4, anymore. I agree with you. I think this might be a step for Channel 4 of removing it from their main channel, making it an E4 show only. So then they show the for episode uh, in the morning on the streaming service and then broadcast it at presumably 7pm, but they might then move it to 6.30 to what the slot is at the moment on Channel 4, on E4. Because I think that Channel 4, they have slowly made their tea time slot a lot more different to say what it was in the mid 90s, early 2000s, which is when Hollyoaks was first introduced. 
then the tea time slot between five and seven was very much a young slot. They would show like, you know, Games Master, Movie Watch. They'd have like young, young people shows. That's not so old saying that, but you know what I mean. They, 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 they would skew, they would skew toward a 13 to 25 type age range. Um, yes. And so that's kind of not happening anymore. Now with the introduction of, like you say, they started putting game shows in that slot. They started putting like chat shows on that slot. They, they show like, uh, kind of like reality shows on that in that slot now instead. So it makes sense for me that they would move the E4, they would move Hollyoaks over to E4 and make that its home channel. I mean, it's getting a yeah. young audience. Uh, a young audience advertisers love, you know, that's what their kind yeah. of advertisers dream is at the end to of the get. day. So, yeah. so, you know, it, mm. so if it means that, they, you know, they get lower ratings, if there's a lower ratings, but they get a good, they get the right age demographic. So it makes sense, perhaps, for Channel 4 to maybe do it this way. Um, plus, with streaming services you can't unless you pay for the premium all four you can't actually skip the adverts like you can on tv because you can just skybox it and then fast forward through the 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 episode so that'd be another thing channel four were probably thinking ah we could do that you know we we can get away with getting some good advertising space here whether eastenders will do it i think it is a matter of time i don't think they'll do it the same way as they did when they did it last year which is where they just threw it on iplayer on a monday all four episodes I think they'll do it in the same kind of pattern, which is they'll put it on in the morning for people to watch throughout the day. Because let's be honest, I I wouldn't mind just watching EastEnders while I'm on my lunch break, eating my you know salad or my sandwich, nice. and just kind of seeing what's the going on to Wolford. Yeah, I mean, I just think it loses spoke... its its social aspect. Yeah. that's all. Yeah, this is the thing, and I think it might it's an age thing totally. But you know, I sort of miss the days when you know it was mm. such appointment viewed television. It kind of and it kind of removes that time when they can do special weeks. You know, there's no point in doing like, you know, they can't do hour long specials and it kind of removes that sort of excitement when they've got a big storyline coming to its conclusion or something massive is happening. And they, they, it gives yeah. them, I feel like, less leeway to sort of playing with the schedules. But you never know. Um, but let us know what you think of everything in the news that we've heard this week. Are you are you a watcher of Hollyoaks? Let us know if this is going to affect your viewing patterns at all. Please let us know by getting in touch in the following ways. You can t- contact us on Twitter and Instagram at Walford Weekly. You can find us on Facebook at Walford Weekly Podcast. On YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe. Click the bell to get notifications about any videos that we post and you can listen to us on Apple, Podbean, Spotify or frankly any of your favourite podcast sites. Please do feel free to email us at robwalfordweekly at gmail.com or alexwalfordweekly at gmail.com. We do have emails and we are getting through to them because I have had a load of emails come through this week that I need to get around to replying to. So you haven't been forgotten about email writers have and you? Alex will, will look at them too because Alex is always looking at his emails, aren't you Alex? I will. I am really... <laughs> I apologise. I apologise right now. I'm really bad at emails. If you want to get in touch with me, find me on Twitter. I will reply to you instantly. <laughs> but, but if you want to email me, if you want to send me a long form email, fine. Do that as well. And I, I will get in touch with you around about the time when Grey's storyline ends. So what? Oh, so 2038. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, never mind. So there we are. Back, time, back same time next week. It's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from Rob. Ah, see, that's good. All the awards. Bye, see you next week. <laughs>